Welcome everybody to the first BK's Bullets joint Viper Magic show, or Jim of Fantas, whatever you go by. Sure. Anyway, if you're listening on a podcast, this regular scheduled episode, a oh, couple times a year, a couple times a year. Oh, you said scheduled. You know, it's al- we're almost quarterly at this point of BK's Bullets. If you're on the web, hello, my name is Brent Casina. I host a show called Comic Timing. It's a podcast. I also sometimes do my own things with Jim yes. on the podcast, which we call BK's Bullets. Yes, we do. We and do. we talk video games. So if you're we watching do. on the web, you're watching on Jim's YouTube channel, youtube.com slash... Viper Magic, and I just wanted to try this out. It might sound like shit. I'm not even going to look at the camera. I mean, I may a little Say bit. Say hello. Hello. I may look at the camera a little bit, but now that I got this table upstairs, and now I figure with a cool backdrop, fine tuning, the lighting could be a little bit better. Why not? We're giving Try it, it a out. Shot. If it doesn't work, who cares? Right. So if you're listening to the podcast and you want so to watch to our fat, ugly faces, go to Jim's YouTube channel. It'll be up there. And uh, just enjoy the next hour, hour and a half of video game discussion. So, Jim. Yes. We are closing in on the end of 2015. We are. A good year in gaming, I a believe. A great year in gaming. I had One had... of the best in a very long time which was much needed after the last couple so of years. do we want to talk about game of the year this episode or do we want to wait and push it down the line maybe towards after christmas when we're on vacation i am i am ready now but if you want more time we could wait we could do a tentative now and then maybe one tentative later we could, we could i did i did try to find a list of all the games that came out and i have a pretty good list of ones that i knew that came out this year that i wanted to Tell you what, let's let's push about. that to later. Okay. We'll get together over the Christmas holidays and declare our game of the year. We can do that. But let's uh, we can start off by let's making some some game of the year predictions. Okay. Let's uh, let's. Um, what do you think is going to be picked by the m- most media outlets between game of the year? I think my prediction is it's going to be a runoff race between Witcher. I think Witcher's going to sneak in there mm-hmm. and fall out. Not I think, Metal Gear. I think Metal Gear saw... I mean, Fallout, all the hype train, it just arrived this past oh, yeah. Tuesday. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. Yesterday. We're recording this on Wednesday, Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day, everybody. Thank Happy you for serving. Happy Veterans Day. Thank you for serving. God bless America. Um, so it just came out yesterday. The hype train has arrived. It's pulled into the station. Choo-choo. Seems like it got eights and nines across the board all across the web yeah um i think i really think witcher's gonna sneak in there because it has the same level of immense mass detail yes uh that fallout does and i think that that level that high level of detail is gonna scooch out metal gear solid because that was very strictly shooting couple of side missions types of side missions i haven't played it so i'm just spouting off out of my ass here but wow, um, good thing it's only an above waist shot. That's right, <laughs> mess back there. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so that's what that's what I'm thinking. Witcher will not win Game of the Year by maybe like one or two independent game sites will do Witcher's Game of the Year. The reason why it will not win Game of the Year is because it's just not good enough. And I know you're gonna say, "Oh, I haven't even played it." <laughs> I haven't. I haven't played it. But it, what makes Witcher so good is that 
it was an independent kind of studio, CD Projekt Red. They're kind of nobodies. They've done Witcher 1 and 2, which are kind of cult favorites on PC. Finally bringing it over. They're big. They were hyped a lot during Xbox One launch. That was kind of a big deal. Obviously, it didn't come out on launch. It came out a little bit later. But um, there's the fighting system, from what I've read, is a little wonky. The mm-hmm. graphics aren't perfect. It's more that, like, hey, you guys made a... When you look at a Destiny, like a $500 million budget, over a long period of time, and you compare it to Witcher, and Witcher's like such a small fraction of that budget. I think it was like $25 million. When you look at that and you say, wow, they made this with that little bit of money, that's why it's such a marvel. But in of itself, I don't know. I could be totally wrong. I usually am wrong. Um, I think the majority of people are going to have to say Fallout 4. Just because it's fresh right now, it came out. You know, people aren't even talking about Bloodborne anymore, but that did come out this year. Yes, yes. I don't think that's game of the year, even if it came out today. I think everybody is, is sold out, and I'm using sold, S-U-O-U-L-E-D, sold out. Very good. They're tired of Dark Souls. They had Dark Souls 1, Dark Souls 2 hit very hard two years ago. Um you know, it made a big splash. Yeah, they rebooted with the... Oh, not rebooted, but they had the remastered Scholar of the First Remastered Sin. edition came out this year. And the 3 is coming out in March three's already? 3 is coming out next year. And you have Bloodborne on top of that on the and they got on just the PlayStation, which is basically the same game. Same company from software. You and know, they're coming out with Bloodborne The DLC. same idea. No map. You walk around. You fight monsters. You, you got to time your attacks. The only difference was, hey, we gave you a gun, and the weapons are a little bit... A little bit weirder. It's in, it's not medieval anymore. However, uh, it's a little wackier. However, um, I do agree with everything you're saying. Um, however, I, I just yeah, I don't think it's because people are burnt out on it. I just don't think it really did enough to warrant that. But what I'm saying is, is game of the years typically are games that come out later in the year because that's what nobody remembers that. Nobody remembers yes, Mario Maker. Nobody fresh. remembers Bloodborne. Nobody, Batman Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight. Nobody talks about it. No, it's done. Dying Light made a big splash earlier this year. Exactly. That's what I mean. That's people will say, oh yeah, that came out, but the hype. I mean, it's got to be Fallout or Metal Gear. It has to be. But I will say this, the game that I chose, we're not talking about it, but if we were, the game that I chose is neither of those games. Okay. All right. So that's a little teaser for the future. So there's our game of the year predictions. But it's going to have to be one of those. It's going to be between, I think The Witcher might sneak in there, but you're saying Fallout or Metal Gear. Both long awaited, massively hyped games. Yes, yes, yes. Especially with Metal Gear being Kojima's last game. And all the nonsense surrounding him and Konami split, Konami's fall from grace. Uh, it's there's too much. So I, it's and Fallout is just. No one's you, talking about the Fallout bugs. I just want to go on the record. I did a video on it. Jim's I, talking about it, and I, then I got hammered for posting Jim's video over a couple of places. The video I did, it was saying everybody is talking about it, but yeah, they're mentioning it, but nobody's. Sixty-six people watched my opinions it. on the Fallout bugs. <laughs> So the 66 informed, thank you. <laughs> All right. So, um, let's talk Destiny. Always wow. a favorite topic on this show. How? Why is it Destiny Game of the Year? Always a favorite topic on the show. I didn't even think of Taken King. So why isn't Taken King Not only did we have Taken King come out. DLC we had of the Year. DLC of the Year, absolutely. We also had House of Wolves. Yes, House of Wolves came out in May, if you recall. 
We've got the Prison of Elders. Was that this year? That was this year. No way. Yes, because uh, Destiny launched September sure? last year. Dark Below wow. launched in December. We got House of Wolves in May, which a lot of people were thinking is going to be a little bit earlier. I'm looking that but up. But that was May because I remember getting House of Wolves, playing that, and then we got Arkham Knight in June, immediately following E3. Oh, shit. So, just believe me. And then we got House Taken King. House of Wolves was launched on May 19th. Yep. Taken King in Whoa, in that is such a different game than Taken King made. Oh, yes. wow. Okay, that's so, that's mind-blowing. I, I, I haven't talked... We haven't talked Destiny... Well, we haven't... We talked Destiny probably on the last podcast, but we haven't done a podcast in quite a long... I think we did a post-E3 podcast. So that would have been like... Or pre-E3. So it was June-ish. June-ish. So we're about six months since the last one. But, um... Let's talk Destiny. Let's talk Destiny. They improved the shit out of that game. Every possible feature. Except raid matchmaking. Just general matchmaking. Even Nightfall, you still have to go out and scrub the uh, forums. And I don't know why. Because all the... all the Because the Nightfall has just increased difficulty. It's the same strikes. Yes. It's the same maps. Yes. The um, same objectives. None of that is. It, they just add multipliers on it, which people already yes. handle in the heroic ones. Yes. Um. And all you're doing when you're going on the forums, by the way, is you're just doing matchmaking old school. Yeah. Like World of Warcraft back in the day was everyone would spam and trade chat LFG looking for group, LFG blah blah blah, LFG Nax, LFG whatever, and then you would just you know people would invite you and you'd make a team and go. Now in the new World of Warcraft, you press a button, matchmaking occurs. Destiny is basically World of Warcraft, but since there's no chat system in the game, you're on your phone looking at the Destiny app or looking at there's like a Destiny looking for group website, yep. and you're scrolling through trying to find people to do the, the mission with or the dun, you know the raid or whatever. And you'll take whoever you can get. And all and if you log into my PlayStation Four right now, I probably have about 150 friends from that. Just random people I've played with one time because you have to friend them in order to have them join your party. Right. So you immediately friend them, play with them, you never play with them again. Unless you need somebody and you're just like, hey, who's online? You just start going down your friend list. Mm-hmm. And you don't know these people. It doesn't matter. I mean, so what? It doesn't like pop up and say, hey, random dude is on. I don't See, care. I, I don't understand. They can listen. But they, Activision they, and Blizzard are the same company. They are. And But Destiny, for whatever reason, Bungie, they're not owned by Activision, right? Yeah. Well, Activision is the parent company. Oh, they're, they're the parent company. Okay. But why aren't they listening to their Bungie sisters? Or, no, uh, or the Blizzard sisters I agree. I agree. in saying that, hey, we didn't have matchmaking for a long time. We do have matchmaking now. And it works. It worked It's great. Everybody enjoys it. I agree. I because agree. what what bothers me is that the people at Bungie, they know that we're going to Destiny Looking for Group on Reddit yes. or LFG.net or Destiny yes. the app. Yes. You yes. know, whatever. They know that that's there. They're actively encouraging it. But they're totally oblivious that they could just fucking add it to the Nightfalls, add it to the raids. And it's simple because they're, the matchmaking system's already in place. Yes, it's already there. I don't understand why they make these arbitrary difficulty walls like, oh, Trials of Osiris. You, you can't just randomly group. You have to go find people. Oh, the raid you have to add. You know, and it's... So the raid is bullshit. But let people, even if... They have the team chat. They enabled that finally. But that raid shit is bullshit. Even if if people struggle in the percentage, the win rate on the raids go down like 50%. Let's say it's like one in every, let's say 10%. One in every 10 random raids is a success. Well, 
Let people roll that die. If you want to still group with your friends, go group with your friends. Then at least I would be able to play the raid. Or, I've only played Crota. Or pick two of your friends and then go off and find the rest. I've only played Crota. I was trying to do something. Yes. And I, he said, do you want to do the raid? I said, sure. What do you want to do? We did, is, went into Crota. It's nonsense. It really um, is nonsense. I don't I've, I've played it exactly one time. That was it. I haven't done Atheon. I haven't done Oryx. Hell, I haven't even done Prison of Elders past level 28. Right. Exactly. And now that's scrapped. So... I'm with you. I don't understand. I think it's a really bad decision that they made. Even the, yeah, even the Prison of Elders when it came out with House of Wolves was really stupid that, you know, they had matchmaking for 28, but past level 28, yeah. you couldn't do matchmaking. It was... And it was the same difficulty. I mean, it was the same type of dungeon. Same thing like, as Heroic and Nightfall, yeah, just added added stuff, difficulty. Just, exactly. Um, that, I thought that was the most That bullshit. is the one thing on that game that still frustrates me, but everything else I think they've done an amazing job of. The okay. new content, the yeah. new open world, exploring the Dreadnought, all of the Easter eggs in the game, such as like um, all the hidden calcified fragments, all the random chests, that trial that area. That sleeper stimulant quest was sleeper pretty cool. Sleeper stimulant was cool. They had another did one. Did you complete that? I did. Okay. Um, they had the other one, that the sniper rifle. I can't remember the name of it, but there was a sniper rifle. The Black Spindle. Black where Spindle, it, that's what it was. The I daily mission, there's a secret passage, and you go and you got to fight these other bosses within that's, 10 minutes. That's awesome stuff. That's really, really cool. So they, I think they answered the mail on like 90% of the problems. like that. And it's clear that the Taken King is a very different expansion than the first two. Yes, which is a good thing. Dark Below and um, what was the other one you said? Uh, House of Wolves. House of Wolves, because... Those were already packaged. Like, when I bought the Ghost Edition, they were already hyping those up. Right. The codes were ready to go. I'm sure they were already planned. It was already done, probably. I'm sure Dark Below was done, getting pretty much done when that right. first, when Destiny so, Vanilla shipped. So this was really the first response, the first major response. But the matchmaking thing, I don't think they're going to change their stance on that. I don't know why they don't just put it in and that's, let people try. That's bullshit. It's, you know what, at this point, I'm, I'm pretty much done with Destiny. <gasps> What? I know. I said it before. I may check in when they announce what the next stuff Friends is. Done until they have to. But I've gotten to level. I don't think I'm 300. I might be like 297. I'm I'm close to 300. I know the new cap is 320. But I'm not going to get there without doing any of the raid activities. So you're done until they say Brent, give us thirty dollars. Possibly, because <laughs> at, at that point, at that point, I will check in and I'll no, see I what agree. it is. I agree. I agree. And if it's um, enough content that I'm interested in paying some expansion fee, I'll I'll do that. Because at, at that point, it's always they're going to raise the level. You're going to go from 40 to 50 gonna or 45. Yep. And then I will be able to level up and get that new gear that puts me at that new that old light level much faster. So I feel for me, and I have not played Destiny now in a while, and Xbox has a lot to do with that. Um, but I have not played Destiny in a while because I feel as if I've won. And I have never beat the Taken King. I got to the sisters right before the Taken King. Um, on the raid. On the actual raid, you actually fight the Taken King at the end. Um, but I will say that I feel like I've done enough and I've gotten a good flavor of it. I've done my stuff on the Dreadnought. I've grinded quests. I've grinded Lord Shacks. I've grinded Iron Banner. So it's okay that on a game like this, progress has been reached at a certain point where I've had my fill. So I'm ready to move on to other experiences. Right. It's no different than Diablo. Once you beat Diablo and you just keep doing Paragon levels and Paragon levels, they'll add some really crazy item, you know, 320 gun, or Diablo adds some really crazy legendary that you have to grind towards. But after a while, it's like, you know, there's so many other games yeah. out right now. Yeah. 
that you could be playing that are fresh, brand new experiences, and it's like cool. But I don't feel cheated at all in Destiny. I, I spent a lot of money. The Ghost was like one fifty for the yeah. Ghost Edition. Then I bought the Taken King, which was forty. I totally feel like I got every penny's worth and some. I mean, I, I don't I, feel cheated. I at played all. that game. That's the 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 game I've probably played the most ever in my entire life. Whoa! I spent the most hours inside of Destiny. My God! Just because I was waiting, I was you know looking for other things to play, and it was easy to default jump into a strike, Any jump into a single ever? player. I, I believe so. Wow. Because I'm usually, I'm pretty fat. I play a game, I beat a game, I throw it away. I play a game, beat a game, or not throw it away, but trade it in, throw it aside, what, you know, what yeah, have you. Yeah, I understand. It go, adds to the stack. Not quite as big as yours, but there was one at one time. Game Boy games especially had oh, a yeah. ton of those. Game Boy games. Um, but they're tiny, so you could have a bunch of them. <laughs> but I, I, did, I did like how I felt like I completed the story. And Dark Below, you didn't complete the story unless you did the raid. Right. Right, because I, I, you did the three or four or five missions, and we're yeah. like, "What the hell's next?" There and you go of, fight Crota. They were talking about him, but you never met him unless you actually did the raid. There were a lot of feeder quests, like go get these calcified fragments from the remains of the bosses. Yeah. So yeah, there was a lot of stuff that, minus the raid, you couldn't be a true completionist. But um, House of Wolves, they had that very last level. You actually fought Skolas and sent him to prison. That was nice closure to hear about this guy who was causing trouble, and then you actually fought him in the single player. Chased him down. And I've soloed every single player mission in that game. Like, You're the man. I know pe- I've heard people on uh, Fireteam Chat podcast that say, like, I can't do anything by myself. I'm like, you fucking pussy. You can fucking solo it. <laughs> For fuck's sake, man. Uh, okay, um, okay. Yeah, I didn't see. So, and then, and then Taken King. You fight Oryx at the very end of the last right. level. Right. You beat him, so I felt completion. I had there was a story beginning, there was an end. I don't know what the thing with the raid is, why you fight him again, why he's much, much bigger. I don't really care. In my mind, I defeated him alone by myself and I'm the sole hero. I don't need five other douchebags to uh to say that they helped. So I'm okay. So I like you that. You sound bitter. I'm not bitter. Well, are you mad? I would like to do the raid. I would like to do the raid. So I don't want to have to. Get on the iPhone and go find. Someone. I don't want to have to spend an hour finding six people. I don't have to find and then spend is, I don't, two I, or three hours going through that. I do process. agree. It's a very chore, a uh, very long chore. I have beaten the first two raids, Vault of Glass and Crota's End. Each one took me about five hours, and I will tell you that. I've got a small child at home. I don't get five hours see, of gaming in a row. See, now... I get two, maybe three. I mean, like, it would be... Like, Rachel luckily doesn't mind. She's like, oh, have fun, and she leaves and does yeah, whatever. Yeah, you, ha- you live a but, blessed life, my friend. But it's still... It's still, after a while, I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. But I feel like I've invested so much time. I have to. And what ultimately happens is with new people, they get frustrated and quit. Yeah. And then you're doing more with less, more with less, to the point that it just devolves. And it's frustrating. You have little kids come on who don't know what the hell they're doing. You have people who get extremely frustrated because they're not as good as they think they are. And then you always have the one guy who's like the natural leader who's like, you know, stand behind me. You stand here like General, you know, General's out. It's like, dude, calm down. So it, it is a very big chore. And when I did it the first two times, there wasn't a lot going on in terms of like other releases or anything that I was interested in. So it was okay to invest time in that. But now with the slew of games that I have, right. and I keep getting more, I'm like, man, I really want to go play Fallout or go play the new Star um, StarCraft or Halo or Forza. Like, I don't feel like I have to do that anymore. And I'm not into the trophies or anything. I don't know if there is a trophy. There might be or achievements, whatever. 
but it's I'm good. But I'm not mad. I, like I said, I loved it. I love my experience with that game. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. And when the next expansion comes out, I'll be the first guy in line to buy it. I hope they continue down this this path that they went down with Taken King. Focused storytelling, clear villain, clear characters. We had more cut scenes than ever before. I did Which a, was wonderful. One of my very few YouTube videos that peaked 150 viewers. It wasn't an unboxing was my thank you letter to Nathan Fillion's Cade 6 For character. Saving Destiny. Not him specifically. Cade 6 hit that character. For Saving for Destiny. For Saving Destiny. Yep. And I stand by that because that was the most personality that I've seen from anyone in that game right. since day one. And I've always bitched that. Quit introducing new characters. Teach us about the guys we have. And they kind of did that. And I think that was great. And I need more of that. But that was an amazing yeah, start. They need to do more of that. I hope they announce something soon, something to look forward to. Obviously, we're not getting anything before the end of the year. Yes. Um, so I don't know what's coming. Yeah. It was so let's quiet on E3 let's move on. Um, what what have you what have we been playing? You let's talk about Batman. I, I feel Arkham like Knight? Okay. Arkham Knight didn't get enough love. A lot of people liked it. It's a very solid game. Uh, a lot of people bitched at the uh, the Batmobile. I I thought it was okay. It did get a little tiring. Um, there might have been a n- too much tank combat. Gonna well, go get it, massive Batman out. I was gonna out. get the Batman out. Go ahead. So, too much tank combat in that, uh, you know when you, you fought Deathstroke, right? No, I never played Origins. No, I mean in oh, Arkham yes. Knight. Yes, I did. So, yes. in Arkham Knight, I want to talk about this. Deathstroke, too. put him up here in front of the, uh, where well, they can see him. Yeah. So where's the, uh, switch over here? There you go. Ta-da. Ta-da. If you go back and watch Jim's unboxing video of this, it was hilarious. And they had to add light. an addendum because they found the switch to turn the light on. Let me lower it a little bit so you can see it. Yeah, it's pretty nice. But um, Arca- actually, I have first time I've seen this up close. This is a really nice statue. This is. I still don't like that it's plastic. I would still rather have a, a resin thing like my, you know, uh, P- PVC black and white ones. But gotcha. this is a. So, very large, very nice piece. What I like about Arkham Knight is that, to me, who's somebody who doesn't know anything about Batman outside of the movies and the little bit of comic books I read for a while, what I love about Arkham Knight is that it told, for me, a very gripping story, and I did not know who the Arkham Knight was. See, I was completely yeah. blindsided yeah. by that. Um, I love the tie-ins of all the other villains, and I think it did a great job of... Closure on that world with the exception of the ending, which I did not like. I hated the ending. And for that reason, that's why I was not happy. I did not feel satisfied with Batman's story. But everybody else's story, uh, Gordon and uh, Batgirl and Robin and all those other, Penguin, all all those guys, I felt like it was good. But the lack of boss battles and the actual ending killed Anything of that, if they had a good ending, I would argue that this could be game of the year, and I didn't mind the tank mode either. What, um, any, any good comic uh, fan probably predicted who the Arkham Knight was. <sighs> what disappointed me is that they talked about it, and I, I think we recorded before we played Arkham Knight last time, so I don't think we talked about this on the show. Okay. But what pissed me off was that Rocksteady was saying, the Arkham Knight is a brand new character with links to Batman's past brand new character you don't know who he is you won't know who he is and it'll be explained know. in game and i did it and i knew from the very beginning every comic fan was going spoilers 
It's the fucking Red Hood. And then when GameStop had that Red Hood DLC announced, the pre-order DLC, the one mission, everybody's like, what, is the Red Hood in the game? You never heard anything about Red Hood being in the game other than that pre-order DLC, and that, for me, confirmed it's fucking Jason Todd. Then when it was confirmed it was Jason Todd, the, for the dead Robin who, in the comics, the Joker kills, and he comes back via Lazarus Pit and some other shenanigans we won't get into here. Uh, this one was much easier. I like the way that they worked it in that the Joker didn't kill him. He just turned him against Batman through some, you know, brutal beatings and Scarecrow Fear Toxin, and now he just wanted revenge on Batman. I did like that. It was a, a little more easier to uh, understand. But, I, I, yeah, the tank, the lack of boss battles, I think, killed it. Absolutely, you're right. That's Because one of the things in Arkham Asylum that I remember doing was fighting the big uh, hulking Joker... Um, but my favorite boss battle from Arkham Asylum is the Bane one. When you're in the sewers, Bane is this raging bull. You've got to dodge out of the way and get him. Um, Arkham City had that awesome boss Mr. battle Freeze. with Solomon Grundy. Mr. Freeze is a standout because you can never use the same way to take him down twice. Um, yeah. Can't, can't uh, recall all the other ones off the top Ra's of my hand. Ra's al Ghul was in there. Ra's al Ghul was there. The big hallucination. Arkham Origins, even though it wasn't a Rocksteady game, still very well done. And I would encourage anybody who hasn't played it that's interested, that liked the other uh, Batman Arkham games, to check out Arkham Origins. Had a fantastic boss battle with Deathstroke. Hand-to-hand -hand combat, quick time, then back into the combo system that Batman is famous for, then a couple quick times. Uh, quick time events, and then back in the combo system, and he was jumping around using every, you know, every arsenal that Deathstroke had to try and take you down. Um, so the lack of yeah. boss battles I think was the just... I think the fact that the boss battles were just cutscenes, and there was... It wasn't even a quick time. I mean, I would have at least wanted something where I felt like I did something. I felt like all I did was I took Batman to the door, and then it's like, okay, Batman, do your thing, yeah. and yeah. I'll be over here, let me know when you're done. And I hated that. I hated that. Um... But you said you didn't like the car. See, I liked the car. The car was fun for me. I just thought there was too much. Towards the end, when there was like 80 tanks you had to fight, it was it did get a little redundant. Um, you never got to play the Joker or the Scarecrow mission, did you? Nope. I was on the, Xbox. Um, uh, those are interesting. I'll boot it up later. You can try it out. Um, they were okay. The Riddler trophies I didn't do. The and thing that, that pissed everybody off the Riddler trophies. was that... The real ending is when you collect all of the Riddler trophies. And uh, what's it called? An uh, Operation Night. Operation Nightfall. Nightfall. When Nightfall is complete. So I went through and did like the man bat stuff because that was interesting. Yeah, that was really. That scared the shit out of me the, the first, first time. time. Oh my god! Yeah, I jumped. I squealed. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the saving the firefighters was cool. All this, all the side stuff was great. And if you look at my progress wheel, it's all 100% and then the Riddler trophy. That's what mine looks like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, when do I get the real ending? And in the other one, they never did a good job of this. This is something that when Rocksteady goes forward in other games, because I'm sure they're going to make other stuff, I went through and got all the Riddler trophies in Arkham City, mm -hmm. and I got nothing for it. Nothing. No achievement. Well, you fought the Riddler, right? Yeah, but you didn't have to get 100% of the trophies to fight the Riddler. Uh, I think you only had to get like 50% or 70%. See, I never even did that in Arkham I was City. a true completionist. My map was bare when I was done. I did everything. And on this game, I was starting to go back and do Riddler trophies just throughout the game. A lot of times, I didn't have the tech I needed, and I'm like, oh, I'll have to come back later. And then it got to the point, and I'm like, oh, now I'm like forgetting where things are at. I'm sitting on my phone trying to do walkthroughs and everything, and I appreciate the Metroidvania style where you have to come back sometimes for some rare stuff, but it got to be too much. 
It was too much backtracking. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. And the fact that I had to go online to see how the game ended, it killed it for me. That's what killed it. Uh, immediately after do- getting the crap ending, I went online, YouTube the real one on my big TV. And I never TV, played it again. And I put it didn't away. Didn't do New Game Plus. I didn't do any of the challenging modes, any of the DLC with now, Harley Quinn. seeing all the DLC that they promised for the $40 expansion... I don't think it's worth forty dollars. No, I don't. I don't. It's like single story. Like I don't know the ba- the back row one. Maybe the most expensive one. I think the Nightwing one came out. I've seen let's plays of them. They're only like twenty to thirty minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, that was ten yeah. bucks. So it's like a single mission. So to me, it's not really. If it goes on sale, I'll pick it up. Like Xbox is having a sale. There's finally they put another Killer Instinct character for sale. They did one a year ago. They put up Saber Wolf for like a dollar. Then he was on Saber Wolf was on sale again last week for like a dollar. And then this week they put up the uh, the Indian guy, not Nighthawk. This Mortal Kombat Timber Wolf. I don't know I'm what not he's a called. Killer Instinct guy. Um, he was a dollar. So I was like, okay, a dollar. Now I have two characters. Hell so yeah. If I ever reinstall Killer Instinct, I can actually play against somebody else that's not. You know, nice. But so, but they should have done that years. I mean, they're yes. on season three. That's a, that's they should have given those characters away to get people into that game. But I, if they put the DLC on some huge discount like that, I may look into getting it because mm-hmm. there are going to be some um, AR, not AR challenges. I just like the combat stuff. Yeah, it's fun. I played the the combat challenge with Azrael. <gasps> best part of the game for me I like play Azrael. as Azrael Azrael's cool. can't get hit but you had to get like uh, like, 20, com- you, like un- 20 hits during the game you had to do certain things like stage 1 stage 2 stage 3 stage 4 then after the fact you could just go in and it was like unlimited combo counter how high can you get your combo counter and if you get hit you're done you, game over game over so I I did that for a few hours just playing as I loved playing as Azrael. He has all the same moves in Batman as Batman, a few less gadgets. Now, I, but I just love playing as somebody else. So I'd like to see them do that with Nightwing, with yes. Catwoman, with Robin, because they had that in Arkham City to an extent, but it right. wasn't like And this game hits so many high notes, like how you could switch between heroes sometimes. Just limited engagements. We needed more. That was cool. You could like have Robin uppercut somebody and then Batman like swings and tackles him for a knockout or Catwoman. See, I feel like this... I know that Rocksteady says they're kind of done with Batman. I would hope they're not. I would hope they revisit that world that they've created with the Joker still being gone, with Batman. Everything happened, but now it's like... Now Batman's gone. Now you play as Catwoman for a while. Or now you play... Like, I would love to see a game just focused around one of those characters. And I think they have enough, like, lore built into the game and enough that happened within the game that I think like an Asriel, for example. A Batman family game. I feel like he could stay on his own. I feel like if you had an Asriel game, you said, hey, Batman's gone. Three years later, the world's gone to hell. Here comes Asriel. Now you play, and it's him. Maybe he's got gadgets. I don't know how that works, but... I, I that's what bums me out. I, I hope they revisit that because they built an amazing world. They Batman, really Arkham Reborn, and it's there how Bruce go. Wayne comes back to the mantle. I think that would be great. Sure. And necessarily, our, our Rock City doesn't have to do it. They could give it to the studio who did Arkham Origins. Yeah, I, I just because I, they, they just all they did there was take the engine, change some of the assets, and start. Yeah, I mean, all the gadgets and everything are still great. They could still be functional. They could still be used. Um, I think there's a lot they could do with the series, but. I don't know if they got burnt out on the development at the end or what, but it just felt there were so many epic moments that over that trump everything. But was that ending? That's for me. That's just yeah. I would I would absorb the boss fights. I would absorb the too much driving around the car. 
just to say like it was it could be kind of game of the year esque, but the ending is to me it was an. I mean, it, it, the hundred percent Riddler should have been a bonus, it, but it yeah. shouldn't have. You're right, it should not have been the real ending. Let's get away from Batman. Bye, Batman. We're gonna retire Batman. We're gonna turn him off. How do you turn him off? It's over here in this back oh, corner. Thanks. How did I figure that out? And you've had it for so long. Because it just sits there. Bye, Batman. We love you. Alright, I just thought I'd bring that up to you. Get so Star Wars Battlefront comes out next week. I purchased the EA Access Pass just so I could play it for 10 hours. Did you try it yet? It starts tomorrow. Oh, okay. So I'm going to download it tomorrow and play. We played the beta. We enjoyed it. We loved it. It was awesome. I was a freak. I played and beat, beat by getting max level for the beta on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC. I did it three separate times three separate times and uh i loved it i loved it i loved it i loved it will i buy it when it comes out no because fallout so where were we welcome back <laughs> welcome back star wars battlefront okay so star wars battlefront now um for me hasn't come out yet it has not come out because there's so many other games coming out this year it doesn't seem to me like it's something i'd be interested in it doesn't seem... It's it, multiplayer only. It's something I'll probably get into later on, like, when it goes on sale. Mm -hmm. Like, for PC or something, I could probably be interested in it. But, um, like, a Steam sale in, like, a year from... Well, it'll be Origin sale. Um, it was fun, but it wasn't like I needed to have it. Yeah. It, it did... It, it played it safe, which I think is good for this game. Like, it did... It had the at It had Darth Vader. It had Luke Skywalker. Had the blaster. Um, that was fun and it was good, but there wasn't any new mechanic or element that just ripped me away from anything I've ever played. It was just like we're gonna take. A lot of people have been referring to it as like a Battlefield Four skin, mm -hmm. and I would agree with that. It, it feels just like, hey, we've done this, but now with Yoda. Star Wars. Yeah, you know what I mean, like Yoda or whatever. So for me, it's not. I don't need to have it on launch day, and because there's so many other things too. But I'm curious when you get the EA access. You said that's what ten hours. That's what I uh, I asked online, and somebody told me ten hours. I know other ones are six. So you get ten hours of gameplay. Yeah. That's unlimited, and then after that, you're done. Yep. Now, do you get a discount if you buy it through the EA access program? I believe so. I believe so. So what's is it like 10 percent? Ten percent, something like that. Okay. That could be something to consider. But I, for me, I think it's like. Uh, Play it for 10 hours, enjoy the hell out of it, put it away, move on. When it comes back to EA Access, if I still have the service, I mean, I bought a year because it was at a discount. It was $30. So normally it's $60? Uh, you can pay $5 a month okay. every month if you want, just like gold or whatever. Um, so that would add up to 60 But if you buy a year outright, it was half price. So I was like, well, that's a, that's a deal, you know. Right. And I had played that uh, the UFC game, EA UFC 2 was announced, so woo. But yeah, I we, saw that. I saw that. Um, but I played that UFC career mode for a long time um, after E3 because it had a free week of EA access. Right. So I was playing that, and I really enjoyed that game, so I downloaded that again. So I'll, play, I'll get into that and get my little miniature 5'8 uh, brick casino. That's fit and in shape with a big dragon tattoo down the yeah, side. Yeah, a dragon tattoo down the side. Punching away, uppercut, uppercut, haymaker. That's what I was good at. So we'll see. But uh, I, th I thought the Battlefield beta looked very, very promising. Ran very smooth. So... Ran 
I th- you know, I thought the gameplay was really cool. You could spawn on your partner and yes. on a partner that into partner the action. That partner system is much. That was that's something that's really unique in the Battlefield series where you could spawn into it's your squad mates. So it's nice to see that Battlefront captured that because, as you know, in Halo, sometimes it's like, hey, where are you at? Yeah. I'm over here. Over where? Yeah. Uh, oh, there you are. So Battlefield looks Battlefront. So why not? Looks very promising. So why not get that for your shooter fix? What do you mean? Well, now you're you're done with Destiny, right? Yeah. So, Halo. Halo is your shooter. Which is, which is a good segue. See why I did that? Halo you 5. like that? Halo 5. That's why I did that. Yeah. Now, I got to go back a second because I finally got an Xbox, as you know. Yes. And I am they, so... Our, our listeners may not know. That's why I'm bringing Your it viewers will know. All six of them. All six will know. We we'll already do know. They already know. But getting an Xbox is awesome because now I can play... Halo 5. You have Halo 5, you have Gears, Forza 6. Gears is so good, so good. And Forza 6, that's all I have right now. And the freebies, whatever the, prom, prom, what is that called? Prom? Numa. Numa. Which we both played. It was all right. Yeah. So Halo 5 is your shooter. So is it, so if if, Dest, if Halo 5 wasn't out, would you still be a Destiny guy? I probably would. Even though you were a captive 300 and you were just kind of yeah. like frustrated with it. Yeah. So what makes Halo so much better than Destiny? Because there's new stuff to get? I think because it's new. Because it's brand new. It's something different. It's something different. Even though it's the same thing, you still have shields. It's not quite as twitchy as Call of Duty where it's like two-shot kills. True. This is true. Um, You still have to stay and aim on a guy for a long time in order to get him down. Um, It's a different different kind of skill set. You know, I'm used to going up to guys and meleeing them and then being instant death if I had a full melee or doing it twice. Um, now, a melee doesn't do anything unless you take their shields down gotcha. or if it's a, an assassination. So I'm relearning. It's cool to relearn how to play a different type of game. Um, I played 3 and 4 this year on the Master Chief Collection. Yeah. and um, I still need to get that. I'm hoping Black Friday will have a good deal. Yeah, hopefully. So I, pl- I finished 4 the week before Halo 5 came out. So I'm just kind of in a Halo mood. I guess you would say. I do like the aim down sights, even though it does it does screw me up sometimes to pull that left trigger, thinking it's a grenade and it's aim down sights or whatever. I was getting a little mixed up. Um, I went back and did the last mission of Halo Four because I didn't get that achievement for beating it when did I did it two it? weeks ago. So I started from the very beginning, and I was the whole time I was pulling left trigger, thinking aim down sights, and it was throwing. I was just spamming grenade, like running out of grenades really, really fast. And I was like. There's no shooting. There's no aim down sights. You got unless you try the stick. That's a great feature. The aim down sights for every gun. I love that. Even if the range. That's the one drawback with that game is that there's no penalty for range and there's no. I don't expect ultra realistic bullet drop or anything like. That battle that. rifle is still. I mean, I know it's everyone's favorite. It's always been their favorite in Halo, because there was no penalty. There was, a, yeah. was no aim right. drop off at all. Correct, and it's pretty much instant shot. You don't have to lead your shots at range or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, um, so we're playing I'm a, an assault rifle guy. A match of war zone. I like the assault rifle. That's just thought. Just give me the assault rifle. If Let's the roll. battle rifle had an automatic, you know, fire. Yeah, if there's more than a three-round burst, I'd be more into it. I, I really do love Halo 5. Um, I know the rec system's pretty controversial and all that stuff. I don't mind it. I don't really notice a big difference in my helmet or armor anyway. I just like... It seems like like with that game, it's one of those games that's like really well thought out. But I didn't realize it and I didn't appreciate it until I played it more. So like the Spartan Ground Pound, mm-hmm. I thought that was the dumbest ability in the game. But it has a purpose. And there are certain times that, like, it just fits. 
And it's cool that they added that. The fact that you could hold down the left trigger and hover in the air briefly and aim mm -hmm. makes a huge difference in certain situations. I have not used that once since we so got the game. So the cool thing is the game runs perfectly without all that stuff. If you just want to use your standard old, now you have the zoom, obviously. But if you just want to run around and just use the shoulder charge and just walk and throw grenades like normal, it still does that. You don't need all these new things. But the fact that they're there, they do have a good utility. So, like, I think I was telling, I was telling someone, maybe it was you. Sometimes on the map, I'll be in an engagement with somebody and I'm losing. I'm, I can clearly tell I'm missing shots. We're hitting each other. My shields are down. I'm about to die. I run around he the corner. He throws a grenade. He comes around the corner to kill me off, and I'm hiding. And I know as soon as he comes around the corner, he's going to shoot me. Well, right as he's about to come around the corner, I'll jump in the air and hover half distance. And he comes around the corner, he's shooting at the corner, and I'm just a little bit above him. I got the bead down, and usually it works. That's the kind of thing where, like, I really like that ability. That's cool. Sometimes when I'm fighting and I want to, like, I'm about to snipe, and I just want a little, like, I'm about to fall off a cliff, and, like, oh, let me get one quick shot off. Let me try to get an assist. Let me do some suppressive fire or whatever. It's there, and it's a cool ability. But you don't need it. It's not like, hey, if you want to be successful, you have to master this. Because it does seem different. A lot of people don't jump and aim. Mm -hmm. bunny, bunny hopping was a big thing back in the day in Counter-Strike 1.3, but that's 10 years ago. No one does it. And bunny hopping is a dead term. So people just don't automatically jump into combat. They slide a lot. You see in Destiny, a lot of people run and slide. Right. You don't see a lot of running and jumping. So the fact that that is kind of a thing again is pretty cool, mm -hmm. in my opinion. I, I do like all the... Uh, not maybe not the Spartan abilities. The Spartan charge is cool. Mm -hmm. I remember using that in the game, in the single player and multiplayer. Um, what I think is the biggest, you know, and I like the aim down sights because, frankly, it's the norm right now. What I think is the biggest addition is the mansling. Yes, that's you, a big deal. And the boost pack. I wish the boost gave you a little more umph when you were in the air. I, I miss the Destiny jets. Yeah. So the boost is kind of like my answer to that. But like, it's very good on the ground. It's very oh, good to get yes. away on the ground. When you get the flag and you need like, that yes. little boost, it is great. It is good to get in and out of. I use it much more defensively than offensively. Mm -hmm. Very, very defensively on the boost. Um, there are times where like I want to run and jump to a platform and I don't make it because the boost just doesn't have enough guts. I use the boost a lot in uh, the breakout mode. Yeah, I'm trying for one of the lanes where there's always a power weapon usually. And I know, like, I'm trying to get the Hydra Launcher, or I'm trying to, even if, I like to get the Promethean Grenades opposite the Hydra Launcher on that yeah. one map. Yeah. Um, those are really powerful. Yes. What I what I like the most about Halo 5 is they took all the Promethean weapons, which I liked in Halo 4. I like the look of them, but they didn't do anything different from the other weapons. Right. Um, they weren't really different other than it was like a reskin, different ammo, it glowed, right. different sounds. Now... All the Promethean weapons do something entirely different, so they serve a different purpose. The suppressor, homing rounds. Yes. Homing rounds. Yes. Homing rounds on a machine gun. The bolt shot, which was just the this bolt pistol. shot's got that aim with it, and it is so nice. Just it's a little bit homing, of homing three round burst, super strong. That's a pretty much guaranteed killing to get. That. Yeah. That's pretty much guaranteed killing to get that. The um, what was the other one? The light rifles, like a DMR, basically it was kind of like almost a pulse rifle. Um, I think the homing rounds on the bolt shot and the suppressor make those incredibly yes. powerful weapons when you get them in multiplayer. They did a great job of weapons. Uh, there was a few that didn't make it. The Megaton Hammer was one that I was kind of bummed out about. I didn't see that anywhere in the game. There are no Brutes anymore. Brutes in, are advanced. There were no yeah. Brutes in Halo 4, 
No Brutes in Halo 5. I'm guessing story-wise they were written out or something. I don't know. I remember they took over at the end of 2. I remember that. And 3, they were kind of the main... There was that one main brute that was the main bad guy. Yeah. And I think after Halo 3, maybe they ejected the brutes from the Covenant or something. I guess, but I, I will or say... Or maybe Master Chief just killed them all. All of them. But I will say that for the step back with that where some of the weapons are gone... By them having like legendary type weapons like so and so's sniper rifle or like so and so's machine gun that has like a unique, almost Destiny esque perk to it in single player is awesome. And the fact that some of the rec packs even have stuff like that where you get a limited round of something different than what you're expecting. And I think that is so cool. And in a game that had an okay story, it's cool to inject, even though there's really no story behind the guns, it's like those little tidbits of like almost lore kind of injected into the game. And it's like, oh yeah, this is so-and-so sniper rifle. That's cool. Like, I want to use that now. Mm-hmm. So I like that they did that, and I hope that they continue that going forward because I, that's not something that's ever been in a Halo game. There's never been a named gun. You no. know, like, here is John's battle rifle, and it does triple damage. There's never been anything like that. So the fact that they kind of took a chance on that, I think it was a success in the single-player campaign. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a whole lot of them, but going back and looking at the forums and hearing other people talk about them, there were a ton out there that I missed. And I'm like, oh, I want that. So it makes me want to go back and just try them just to mm-hmm. say, like, I picked them all up. And mm-hmm. maybe there's an achievement with that. I now, know. a lot of people hate the single player. They hate on the single player. It's not that the single player is bad. They don't like the story. To me, I like the the gameplay. I love the, the mechanics. Story. I love I I love the story because I understood. But a lot of people still hate on the single player on the campaign. They just say blanket statement: it's a bad campaign. It's a bad campaign. It's a bad campaign because of the story. Because you're not playing as Master Chief. Spoilers: more than three missions. Right. Um. Big deal to me. Uh, it's not a big deal to me. Did you feel Did you feel like you didn't get a good Halo experience because Locke was in charge? No. See, the gameplay was the same. Right. You were fighting enemies. You were advancing the story. You were getting to know different characters. A lot more character development here because there were more of them. It wasn't just you and Cortana and the, uh, I loved all the, the black guy. I loved all the banter between all the characters. Sergeant Johnson, I think is who you're talking about. Sergeant Johnson, yes. I like Thank you. Well. Thank you for saving me. I, I like all the banter between the characters, but I wish there was more. And I wish that there was more backstory to some of them because could you name anybody from either guy's fire team? Vale, Tanaka, but what, what, Tana- Buck. Buck, yes, because it's Nathan Fillion and we're all in love with Nathan Fillion. <laughs> Nathan, Nathan Fillion had a great year in video games. Through the roof. They're going to announce a Firefly remake and we're all going to shit our pants. Um, the uh, Okay, Tanaka. Who is Tanaka? Was she the religious one who did the little prayer before the drop? Yes. Why was she religious? I don't know. Exactly. That's my point. Nobody knows. I'm not picking on you. There needed to be more backstory. We know the Master Chief. Now, the first time we met Master Chief in Halo 1, we didn't know who the hell he was. But it took a while to understand kind of what makes him tick. I think Halo 4 put him in a very different, darker direction with Cortana and mm-hmm. how that all fell out. And it was very, we were all interested to see how he would be a train wreck of a man in Halo 5. And it's just, he didn't miss a beat. And I thought that they missed an opportunity there. Um, all these other Spartans that came around, I'm like, who are you guys? Like, I'm the Master Chief, bitch. Like, get away. Let me handle business. You know, <laughs> I've never needed three other Spartans to help me do anything before. And it really was a forced four-player mechanic. I don't care what they say. It really was for the drop-in, drop-out, which I have yet to even try. We, haven't, try we haven't tried it yet. That's no. my point. So... That that was lost to me, but it would have been nice if there was more story because it was short. It was a very short game. 
Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like the missions like you were on saying Helios, and it was go talk to this person, this person, this person. And once you did those three things, the mission was over. And there was some funny Easter eggs in there, like um, hearing the two. Did you walk around and actually listen to people talk? No. Did you hear the little grunt talking to the elite about how like nobody likes him, and he's like, no one likes no. me, no one, everyone um, forgot I, my birthday. I did see a video online of a grunt <laughs> and an elite sitting on a cliff on that same yes. St. Helios level, yes. and the grunt was complaining about how uh, every time they get into a new battle, everybody looks completely different, and nobody says anything because they've all got new models and stuff like that. See, that's funny. I thought I like, that was funny. I think of the mist. okay, if you want to keep the story short, and they say, well, for... I don't know what the reason is. We could only have a nine-hour campaign. We only got two gigs on the disc. I'm making it up. Whatever. Those audio logs would have been a great opportunity to insert something. Now, each audio log in of itself did kind of contain a little miniature part of a story. Like, you could hear survivors evacuating on the Governor Sloan level. Yeah, but it it didn't add up to anything. It would have been so much better if it was about your other team. You know, you find an audio log, which is a conversation Tanaka had with her dad... Yeah. Because blank. Or how do you feel about being a Spartan? Or what was it like to meet the Master Chief in person? Mm-hmm. Because they took all this amazing content in like the Hunt of Truth and in all these background comic books and stories and everything. And they just like cut it and pushed it aside. And then you had this campaign that was just kind of didn't really fit. It didn't really seem to fit in what was the grand scheme of the Halo video game universe. And it's kind of shoehorned it in. It's like, ah, oh, go figure it out. Yeah, listening to the Hunt the Truth podcast in uh, season one was great. Oh, I love season I gave up. Did on you it. listen to finish season two? I listened to it because I felt like I needed to know what was going on for the story because I had heard. Unfortunately, you don't. That's the thing. If you're going to And there was so much money and production that and time that spent into amazing. those podcasts. That they, you th- I thought they were going to lead into the story. And, and it turns out the big thing that the girl was investigating was Guardians rising out of the Earth. Oh, see, I didn't but that in that podcast, it made it seem like when a Guardian rose out of the Earth, it fucking destroyed your planet. Like, yeah, and clearly in the game. And clearly in the game, it doesn't do that at all. It just kind of leaves a crater or whatever it does. Like, people die, yeah. People die, of course, but... It wasn't. It wasn't a planetary cataclysmic event. See, and I. I so there's almost like a disjointedness. Like the audio podcast guys are like, "This is awful thing to happen," and uh, the video game guys are like, eh. "Minor inconvenience." <laughs> so see, I didn't. I listened to season one because I felt like I needed to, and I loved what the story was about. And see, I I listened to it after the fact, so I went on the website. And I, you missed a lot of this because you listened to it on, like, a podcast. Like yeah, you downloaded. I listened to it in the car. I went work. on a website, and they have, like, pictures that explain, like, here's, a, here's like, a five-second grainy video that we took a Master Chief that we'll talk about in the next episode. Here's a screenshot of my orders from the general to go investigate that. Like, it was, like, a whole, like, it was, like, a really immersive experience. It really was. There hmm. wasn't anything to click on or any Easter eggs or anything like that. But it was a really immersive experience. And I'm like, yes, when I was listening to the podcasts... And I was watching this, and I'm like, this is going to make the game awesome. And the game had all this momentum building up to it with all these cool peripheral stories, ancillary yeah. excitement. And, and they didn't just, come together at all. It just fell so They flat. should let the guys who wrote the podcast yes. write the next game story. I agree. I agree. I mean, and the multiplayer stands on its own. I think it's amazing. I will play a ton of the multiplayer. I will probably will never get tired of Breakout. I know they're going to be adding new maps. To me, they don't have to right now. I'm not bored of the ones another that thing are I, I like about that game is that we're getting new maps for free whenever they're ready Ford to release coming them. coming out. Big team, big game modes big coming team back. Battles. Big team battles with, coming back. With maps for that mode. So they're, they're going in the right direction. Um, 
I just hope that... See, at one point they had said, this is the trilogy. This is the Reclaimer trilogy. Yeah, now it's a saga. And I'm feeling so like... It's gonna be, I think it, on Xbox One, it's going to be 5, 6, and 7. I think Halo 4 just kind of happened and left. Halo 4 was like... It was set up, hey, here are the Prometheans and the Forerunners. I, I kind of feel like Halo 4 was like 343 is like, hey, we want to make Master Chief. It's a, it's like a, it was a... They didn't know what they wanted to do. It was like an interlude, you they, know, because you're just Master Chief and Cortana. I think they were... Kind of so, by themselves. True. I, I think they were petrified as a company to push the envelope and they just kind of made it as is and people are like well aren't you going to do anything with right. them and they're like oh yeah, yeah halo 5 <laughs> yeah so i like the i like the trend i like where they're going um halo is a very mature game series though where it frustrates me that we're in episode five now of this you know franchise that's been going on for 20 years right. and we're still having a hard time finding our footing in the pace of the story right that bothers me by now that universe is extremely well established excluding all the podcasts and the comic books and the stories outside of the video game where there's so much to draw on now like i would have made that game very different i would have advertised that game very different i would have been there's a lot you could do with what happens to master chief after cortana's gone mm-hmm. rather than him just kind of blowing and dismissing the rest of the team off right blindly and then blindly following but i did like the introduction to lock and i hope we do see more of him I liked Locke. If Halo 6 was just Locke, I'd be okay with it. I'm, I'm fine. And Master Chief's just the voice. I'm the sure there will be a huge backlash if that is the case, but, you know. It's going to be like Star Wars. They're going to, Locke and Master Chief are going to meet, like, uh, what's that guy's name from Star Wars? Um, Darth Vader? No, no, the little CGI guy, Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks. They're gonna, Halo 6 is going to start with Master Chief and Locke sitting at, like, a cafe. And he's gonna, Master Chief's going to say, hey, Locke. Aliens might come in the cafe. Can you guard for me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. John. Okay. And then Master Chief goes off and plays the rest of the game, and you'll never see him again. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, he'll be killed off in like the second level. He'll and walk then he'll outside be, like a dumpster falls he'll be, on his He'll be Master Chief for the rest of the game. Uh, I think that's sad. I think that's sad if they do end up doing that. No, I, you know. I hope they don't because he's a very good character. But they have well, they been... spent a lot of money on hiring a real actor to oh, do all the mocap for him, yes. to have his face in the game, got, to do know. all his voice, yes. to do that Nightfall series, which I haven't watched yet, and I don't know if I'll ever get to it. Um, they spent a lot of money to v- hiring this real guy. He's going to be Luke Cage in the Marvel television shows. Um, so he's going to career after this, but they spent a lot of money to hire this real guy. And I almost kind of wonder, like, are they going to go anywhere with him? This is one of the few times where the Xbox is going to be the next water cooler. I'm sad that, that Halo channel seems to have lost a lot of momentum since I started watching. They still have the Sprint TV show, which I think is amazing. Um, but all the other specials and TV shows just kind of seem to fall apart. I know Xbox disbanded that whole TV series and that whole studio, but... I think Halo is one of those planets where, like, an hour-long series of just Locke doing something not even related to the story would be amazing. Because I think it's such a cool universe. Mm-hmm. And I really did like the um, the Fall of Reach. No, Fall of Reach was the cartoon. Yes. What was the live action where the kid, where it was... Uh, he Forward was, Unto Dawn. That was great. I mean, the special effects were a little hokey at the end. And they only had one warthog, which they kept driving around. Right. Like, you oh, never saw the elites. They're always in shadow. But that was cool. I mean, that that like really like paints the picture. Like, if you're gonna make it this global universe franchise, like you gotta invest in hard as the TV show as you do in the podcasts mm-hmm. and in the game especially, because the game is all we really know of it. I don't read the books. I don't think you read the nope. books, but I know they're there. I mean, Halopedia, I have to read because I'm like, who is Fred? Right. Why, Fred? Well, I'm Master Chief. I don't need you. Yeah. 
So missed opportunity, but I love it. I love I love what they tried to do. I hope they do more of it. And if nothing changes in Halo Six, I guess I'd be okay with it. I'll still buy it. it it's an iconic franchise, and I think they did a great job pushing it. In the, at least in the mechanics alone, in a mm-hmm. very good direction. I'll tell you another contender. A uh, contender right now for my game of the year, 2015. Oh, back, to, back to game of the year. Um, I just was thinking about looking Why at some just... of the things over there. Oh, go ahead. Hearthstone. I started playing Whoa! Hearthstone this year, dun, 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 and dun, dun, I am dun, dun, dun. into that game, man. I thought it was going to be like Magic, where you have, you know, you have to play four mana cards, and here's four farm mana cards. There was like three different things of mana in Magic: The Gathering. I could be totally off. I haven't played it since middle school, but I played a couple games in middle school, and I was like, this is really, really, really complicated because not only did you have your cards that you played, and they could only attack at certain times, you had different reasons. So in Hearthstone, you have ten crystals. And it's not Hearthstone, it's Hearthstone. Hearthstone. Ah. And you got like Stein, um, beers flat frothing. But you had three, it was almost like you were managing three different card sets of resources, as well as your deck uh, in your so hand, as well as your players on the board. Blizzard does an amazing, I know you're kind of new to the Blizzard world, welcome. Blizzard does an amazing job of taking extremely complex things and making them easy, but still difficult to master. Easy to understand, difficult to master. They've done it successfully on Diablo. They've done it successfully on StarCraft II. We just played Overwatch today. That's pretty simple. Yeah. And now Hearthstone. But I tell you that there is so much deep diving once you peel back the layers. And all the synergies in Hearthstone and all the different strategies. And do you want to just hit face right away and try to burn them in the third round? Do you want to build a small army, AOE? What do you want to do? And there's so many ways to tackle the problem. There's so many cards and combinations that, you know, it is luck of the draw, but you're absolutely right. And uh, see, I got to play it in the beta when it came out, so I don't think of it as a new game, but it did launch this year. You are right. I think of it as I played it when it came out when it wasn't that great before the expansions and everything. I mean, I've been playing it on uh, my uh, tablet, tablet on the phone. iPad, and I'm playing it on my iPhone. It's out for and Android as well. It. And you love it. And it's, it's, it's a, a great, great game. game. Who's your hero again? Who, if you can only be one. If I can only be one. Um, Gosh. Gosh, I don't know him. <laughs> uh, Garage Hellscream, the, yes. the warrior. For the horde. I like the armor up, armor up, armor up, Does that make up, you want to play World of Warcraft now to know more about Garage? It was... I, so yeah, I'm more curious now in the movie because of the game. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into uh, World of Warcraft. seems like there's a hu- there's like seven expansions now. Is the eighth one coming you wanna, out? You want a spoiler on Garage? He dies. He dies. <laughs> or he's already dead. He dies. I don't know. Do you know who kills him? The shaman guy. Yeah. Does he have a name? <sighs> Not in my head right now. Thrall. Thrall. That's right. Okay. So anyway, the movie trailer came out, and I was like, man, that looks really good. And yeah. I like Hearthstone, and I was asking so you're you some questions. welcome to Azeroth. Friend. So I wish there was just like, I was telling you this earlier today, they need, Blizzard needs to make a God of War type game for the Warcraft backstory. They need to. I was hoping they would announce they were going to remake some of the old Warcraft games because they have not aged well at uh, all. Apparently, they are. That's the rumor going I, around. I was hoping BlizzCon would announce something like that because a lot of people are. The movie's going to. I think Hearthstone helps a lot because when I tell people Hearthstone, like Dan, you know, Dan at work. Mm. Dan's a guy at work who work with whatever. 43 year old guy, never played computer games in his life. He's a freaking Hearthstone crackhead. Harry, my old cube mate, Hearthstone crackhead. 
And when I tell them, hey, when they say, oh, I like playing Hearthstone, I like playing as the wizard. Mm-hmm. And I say, you know, the wizard's name's Jaina Proudmore. And there's a story behind it. They're like, oh, it is? What is it? Well, you know, she used to date Thrall. She did? Yeah, well, there's a lot to it. Whoa, well, that's... And now people are interested. I'm not, mm-hmm. I don't know how you bridge that gap and suddenly you're sitting there playing World of Warcraft or anything. However, just like Halo, World of Warcraft's been around a very long time. And even just regular Warcraft, there's a lot of story there. And I totally agree with you. I think there's a lot of opportunities now that it's gaining momentum and it is more mainstream, which is ironic because the World of Warcraft is its lowest subscription it's ever been. But new people are coming on board who aren't necessarily investing, wanting to invest in a $15 paid month subscription. But I think if I said, hey, Brent, there's a game where you play as Garage, you'd probably play it. I would. I garage Stomp. I, I know that World of Warcraft is kind of a hack and slash game, but it's also a multi, it's an MMO, and you're not really Garage, you're some other dude, and... Now there's all these different races, and it's very complicated. And There's a lot going on. You know, there's, there's a lot, a lot going on. I would just like to focus on the very beginning, if I could just get the... To at least something to know who most of these characters are in Hearthstone. I hope. As an action game, just that plays like God of War, or a Batman, or, you know... If... Even an RPG. Yeah, that'd be great. Would Like a straight-up RPG would be cool. I hope they do more of the... And I, and I or, think... Or a Telltale Blizzard game. Ooh, Telltale be, Warcraft. That would be kind and of And it would be the story of, of the past. I think that would be that really neat. That would be neat. amazing. I would like that. Um, and see, StarCraft and Diablo are both... Well, you've played Diablo, so you know some yeah, of it. Yeah, But StarCraft is just as rich a world as Warcraft is, with a ton of characters and story arcs and elements. And I, I hope they continue to put things out on other platforms outside of PC. I think they're starting to see that with Hearthstone, there is an audience out there who probably haven't played any I, other Blizzard games. They yes. put Diablo 3 out on console, I did very well. I think the Ultimate Evil Edition opened up a lot of people's eyes to some of the amazingness that is I, I remember playing Diablo 2 in college. Um, I really enjoyed playing that. And then as soon as 3 came out and we played the demo and yes. on our 360s, I was like, yep, get in this game for sure. And I got it. I bought it a second time on Xbox One, so I could play the stupid expansion. And it was great. It was great. I love. I like Diablo a lot. I'm looking forward to Diablo Four whenever that comes out. Unfortunately, it'll be a long time because Blizzard has such these long life cycles. I don't know how all these games have such long legs. I don't understand it. They make money. That's the thing is that people just keep playing them and buying them, and they just keep adding new content. They're coming out with patch 2.4 for Diablo 3 very soon, which is going to add tons of new, three new zones, new dungeons, new gear. It's insane. But the console doesn't get that. That's the problem. You will get the, yeah, you'll get that. I get new zones and stuff? I haven't installed it. It hasn't been installed on my Xbox for a long time. I think so. I yeah. We don't I get the seasons. We yes. get we get so, the portals so and stuff. Maybe not the zone. In lieu of seasons, you're going to get more inventory space. <laughs> I care for my inventory. I don't know. Yeah, Hearthstone's good. Hearthstone is a great game. It really is. It is true. Just going back to that, it, it is a lot of fun. Um, I'm on hiatus, though. I think I told you. I'm, I'm taking a break. You're taking a break. I'm very frustrated with my luck lately, and I don't care what people say. It is very Something happened luck. this past month. Like, I don't know. I just get smashed. I used to win 75% of games. Because you broke through the 20-plus rounds. I you guess so. Always, I, I was always not. playing casual. I never played ranked. Yep. Then I started playing ranked to get the new card backs because you told me where they come from. And I was like, oh, now I'm playing ranked. And now I'm just getting smashed because it's early in the month. And 
I am probably a 15 to 20% win rate, and it's horrible. And I'll get in a run, and I'll get two or three games, and then I'll lose 12, 13 straight. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what deck I play, what combination I play, I'm just always one step behind. I don't know how they bridge that gap without making it unfair. I will tell you that I have decks against certain opponents. Like, there's a Hunter deck that I love to play. When I have a Hunter, when I play this deck and I play a Hunter, I normally win. But... I don't know who my opponent is until after I selected my deck. Right. So I don't know if they could fix that somehow. Maybe they're just like, whatever, it's luck of the draw, and that shall remain luck of the draw. But there are certain priest decks I have that like only work well against other players. Like, oh, we'll build a deck that's good for everything. Well, no shit. That's what I've been trying to do for three years. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't happening. Nope. It's just the way it is, man. Nope. Okay. So uh, what, what are some other games that have come out this year? Other good dying games. light. I've heard a lot about Until Dawn. Have you given that a shot yet on the PS4? I have not played Until Dawn. Um, I hear a lot of great things about it. I've watched people play it on Twitch, but it looks like one of those games that you just have to play. It's very story driven. That looks like driven. something that Rachel would want to be there sitting watching because it's like a movie basically, it like a mo- and it's all famous people that she would want to watch um, you play Hayden or Pantier. tell you go left, go right. Uh, it's all celebrity voice actors and models, so like. I don't know the guy's name, but Agent Ward from S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, yeah. He's, like, one of the boyfriends in that game. Okay. I'm like, oh, it's Ward. He'll kill everybody. He's a badass. <laughs> um, yeah. I, w- I would love to play that game, except I don't have a PS4. I That's would... one of those sleeper hit kind of games. I would, I would grab Amanda. I'd say, come sit. Olivia's in bed. Come sit up here. Tell me what you want me to say. I'll operate. And let's go on this adventure. It seems like a really cool, like, couch co-op game. Even yeah, it looks, looks fun. Um, not really cool. I'm sure I'll get into it eventually. Um... Again, it's it seems like it's very dialogue driven and very like heavy on the story, which is good. But because I'm playing so many other things, I don't feel like I want to invest mm-hmm. that much time in one thing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was one of those games. Even Sony announced that they didn't feel like it was that great of a game. I think and they it's, didn't really I think it's been a sleeper it. hit for them almost. I think they realized like what a missed opportunity was there because I remember seeing a trailer for it like E3 last year where uh, Hayden Pantier's character was running and trying to hide from this uh, ghost. Mm-hmm. It was like a, it was a clown. It was like a, just like an evil clown. It's like do you go left? Do you go right? Do you hide under the bed? Do you jump through the window? What do you do? And uh, I'm like, well, that looks interesting. I don't know what the replayability of it is, but I understand now that people play multiple times, and it's like, oh, in this playthrough, we're going to make sure that like Bob dies, and that changes the way the rest of the Apparently game. Apparently, there's so there's tons multi- of different not just multiple endings, but like dozen, like at least a dozen endings to that game. I don't know how many like times. vastly different. Endings. If it's like an organic way in which that happens, I think I'd be more inclined to do that. But if it's like, okay, you're going to have a quick time event and I just have to fail it and then this new path happens, I don't know what the replayability is in that. I, 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 think, it's more, that. I think it's more on the organic side. It's it's almost like they, they looked at the way Telltale did their Walking Dead game and said, that's crap. We can do... We that can be done much, much better. And Walking they went and did steroids. that. Yeah. So you never played uh, Heavy Rain, which was a PlayStation 3 exclusive. No. And... Um, that game had a lot of decisions, and that was the first time I remember in a game where the main characters, or four, four main characters, could die. And if your character died, the story went on without them. You just yeah. didn't get to see that part of it, and at the end it was like a whodunit. And if you didn't have all four pieces, there's there's only one way to figure out who done it by seeing all four stories mesh together. Mm-hmm. And then you realized who it was, and I was like, well, that's really, it was a really cool twist, by the way. But um, people could die, and that was it. Your story's over. You got arrested. You're out of the game. Sorry, buddy. And it was like you could fail but not fail, and it was very interesting. And I like that kind of game. Telltale kind of does that, although it's it's very clear where it all merges back together. Mm-hmm. It's like, do you want to save mm-hmm. guy or girl? And then at the end, 
the other guy or girl, they're going to die anyway, so it really doesn't matter. But for maybe like a brief moment in the game, you're, you know, interconnected. Um, so I think those games work. Clearly people want them. I mean, Until Dawn did great in sales. Mm-hmm. So I hope that that trend continues where there's more decision-making and more... I think people would appreciate more story-based games and not harping on Halo 5, but it's like you see where that game had a story. I mean, that would be a game of the year candidate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it had a better story. Because Absolutely. the multiplayer everyone loves, but they missed out on that. And I'm, I, I did come... I did go 180 on that because I've always maintained with you, I don't care about story. I want gameplay. But now as I see some amazing stories and like Batman, which was amazing to me, I'm like, ooh, that's really cool. So now I'm kind of like, don't forget about gameplay. And and you you just finished uh, the Tomb Raider on Xbox. Oh, I love Tomb Raider. And that was a really good story. That was a really good story. Gameplay, really good story as well. It was a really good story. and And everything that happened in that game, every mechanic, I've done in some other game. The shooting, the right. pseudo stealth, the right. exploration. What the I like the most puzzles. about that game in particular is how, at the very beginning, Lara is a scared young girl, and she involves into evolves into this heartless murdering machine. Yes, <laughs> basically. Yeah, it was a great come. I mean, it, and they they did that very well. I thought within within the bounds of obviously your twenty minutes have passed since the game started to the first time you kill somebody. Within the bounds of that, they did a great coming of age. Mm. Absolutely. To me, the best part of that game was all the different ways she died. And I actually would kill myself quite Yeah, the often animations are cool. Because I remember the most brutal one is when you're going down the rapids and you have to use the analog stick right. to you steer away from the branches. stuck on that tree branch. You hit a branch and it goes through her head. Yeah. She's, like, oh, she's like pulling, uh, and then she dies and her body's just <laughs> flopping in the, the rapids. That was amazing. Yeah. Okay, I mean that was. They should just do an outtake reel, like during the credits of that. I was hoping for that, but there was nothing. See all the death animations. Why are games not doing Easter eggs after credits anymore? Why did they stop that? I watched this. The last Assassin's Creed I played, which was Black Flag. Yeah. I watched the credits for like forty-five minutes, and then at the end, it's like, "Well, let's go on an adventure." Okay, and then the game just starts. I'm like, I need to be rewarded for watching the credits because people were bitching that you couldn't remember. There was one. There needs to be something. There was one Assassin's Creed game where we sat through the credits for 45 minutes. Three was probably the longest credits I've Maybe. And, to, and, and you couldn't skip them. You couldn't turn off your machine. Like, you know. And what, the achievement pops at the very end? Uh, maybe, I don't remember. <laughs> I just remember it might have been three, but I remember sitting through some credits for what seemed like 45 minutes. Okay. And I was just like waiting for this to end. I was like, is this really necessary? I know there are a bunch of people that worked on that game, but, you know. Come on. I just feel like the credits are great. You know, these games have these, like Tomb Raider. And I'm going to, uh, the ending is obviously she lives because we have Tomb Raider 2 out today or yesterday, whatever. So at the end, they're like, you know, okay, Laura, we'll see you when you're going home. She's like, we're not going home. And then it stops and that's it. Like, I want more. Like, do more. show me going to the next, show me something. Get me hooked. It's just like. It ends so abruptly in games that it's like, I'm invested. I love you, Laura. I want, you know, I want babies with you. And then the game just ends and you just, it's like, oh, what, what happens? Nothing. And I have to watch 30 minutes of credits and it's like, uh, it's just, we need more of a life. We get so invested in these stories. It's just like, cut you off. It's like the last page of a book. It's mm-hmm. like, I need more. I need more mm-hmm. detail. So that's a game I will get, by the way, the new Tomb Raider, but not today, but I will get it. But yeah, I forgot about, uh. That was that was really good. See, that's new to me. That doesn't count as game of the year. It could be my game of the year, but 
I think what we year. should do. This is the challenge. This is what we're going to do. The next time we well, get to our, our game of the years and past has not have to doesn't have to necessarily come out in that year. Correct. That's what I was going to say. It's just whatever game you enjoyed and played game? the most that year. And if you, it, I believe it was last year. Your game of the year was some Android racing game. That was two years ago. I believe, yeah. Okay. Which I've gotten back into. Could it be a And dual... they broke that game, man. Uh, it used to be you could race as long... Uh, Real Racing 3 on the uh, iPhone or iPad. It used to be... So you race a car and you can't race it unlimited. You've got to send it back to the repair shop for maintenance. And that takes anywhere between three minutes. To, if it's a really like early car, the more expensive like supercars take a couple of hours. So you can't race that car again. So... It used to be you could have as many cars being serviced as possible. So you you could, if you had enough cars, like if you're halfway through the game like I was, just play indefinitely, indefinitely, indefinitely. I think I know where this is going. They changed it. I stopped. I had to re. I lost my cloud save when I got this new iPad or whatever, so I had to restart. I'm not even close to where I was. And again, so I'm re-racing, re-buying all these cars with game money, not real money or whatever, but I sunk some money into the old version of that game. I wish I'd never had. Um... But now there's a limit of you can have a limit of three mechanics. Oh, uh, so you're sitting and waiting a lot more. So lot more I, I race, but I do my, two or three races with one car, two or three races with one car. So you can get maybe up to like an hour, forty five minutes, depending on the events you do and how well or badly you do, and then you're stuck waiting. So can you play? Pay, you can obviously pay for instant repairs. Yes. Or for yes. more mechanics. Yeah. Yep. No, you can't pay for more mechanics. You're stuck at three. But you could pay if you want to blow. You, you can instantly playing. repair them. Yeah. Oh, it's like 99 cents per... Oh, more than... Like seven or eight gold, and then seven or eight gold trends in... I don't even know what it translates into. Wow. It's kind of ridiculous. But anyway. That's the model, man. That's that's not my... uh, That won't be... Not my game of the year this year. No. But I was playing a a crap ton of that a couple years back. I saw you playing a couple days ago. I was like, oh, that's... I'm back into it. I'm back into it. Just for now until you get to the end. And what... Why didn't it save your cloud save? That's so I have weird. No idea. I have no idea. I emailed the support team and <laughs> said, "Hey, da da da." And they were totally useless. They just told me to do. The support team told me to do the same things on the FAQ, and there was no like. Isn't it just the username and password that you log into? Like I can log into anybody's PlayStation, no. anybody's Xbox. Apparently not, because it doesn't. It doesn't go to the Apple Cloud. I guess it went to their server and. It was lost. The whole time. It was weird. It was weird. Lost all time. Yeah, sucks. But anyway, what are we missing? Oh, backwards compatibility for Xbox One. Oh, sure. I'll talk it was a big deal at Gamescom. I was all hyped and excited about it. And then the list comes out yes, two days ago on Monday. And yeah. it's like, you know, they promised us 100 games at launch. Did November, you? And then they said the date, November 12th, which is tomorrow. And then the list comes out and there are no games on That's it. Shit. There Did are a hundred loser games 90, on it. 99 times out of a hundred, my YouTube video is just a random still shot of me posing when I do a video. Did you see my preview yes. photo? Of, yes. So I, I want to tell everybody this because maybe nobody saw it on the on the web, uh, the your BK's bullet side. But the original Xbox 360 backward compatibility... The front and center. Front and center was Halo Reach. <laughs> Halo Reach! And magically, it was replaced with Gears of War 3. Like, <laughs> so I crossed it out with a big red X and I went, LOL, Jake. <laughs> and I thought I was so proud of myself. <laughs> that backward compatibility list is atrocious. And I think, I feel as if... I don't what know. are they saving things for? Like, I don't understand. 
here's the room. So they said, here, okay, we are going to get all of our first-party games on backwards compatibility. And everybody took that as at launch. Yes. Microsoft, you own those games. You publish those games. All you have to do is talk to the developer and turn it on. Basically, they flip a switch and say, make it available. The publisher says, thumbs up. So everybody was expecting Gears. One, two, three, Judgment. Halo. Uh, collector's Edition. Three, four, Reach. ODST. Halo Wars. Uh, all the Fable games they expected. Uh, what else? Forza is totally absent from that list. That's an exclusive one. Um, Crackdown, one and two, absent from that list. Those are Microsoft exclusives. Where are all these Microsoft-owned properties? They should be coming out guns blazing, saying, here's our entire first-party catalog, backwards compatible from day one. And what do we get? The Gears thing, because that's what they promised with the Ultimate Edition. And that was basically the majority, you know, Assassin's Creed 2... Um, Mass Effect 1 and a couple other games I don't have or don't recall. But it seems like the, and every, most, the majority of the, those games that are backwards compatible are um, arcade games, indie, is, indie developed games. And Spelunky is not on that list. Which I have no nothing against, but I was expecting to get a lot more AAA titles on that list. Castle Secretly Crashers. hoping for things that I had gotten on Games with Gold the last year. Right. Okay, Since so, I stopped playing 360, that I was hoping to be cash in and, and actually play now. Okay, so the rumor I heard was that they were concerned that if the backward compatibility launched for Halo games, Halo 5 didn't really sink its teeth into people the way Reach and 3 and 4 did, and people would immediately jump back, and they want to keep Halo 5 on the top of the list as long as they can. They don't want to eat... From the I understand them keeping Halo off of however, the list however, because of Master Chief Collection. I understand them keeping one, three, and four off of the list, maybe longer as part because Master Chief Collection is available. Here's the way I look at this. This is the way I look at it. As long as you are in their ecoverse, whether it's Halo One on the original Xbox or whether it's Halo Five, why on do the they Xbox offer up the one, Gears franchise if they want Gears to have legs? As long as you're dialed into their ecoverse. They win. They will win every time. Whether you buy the game today or a year later or you bought it five years ago, if you're invested in their thing, all their advertising's hitting you full on, you're playing with your friends on that console full on, they win. So them cannibalizing themselves to me is fine as long as they're cannibalizing themselves. If someone was really anxious for something on Halo and it didn't quite hit the mark and they leave and go to PlayStation, you just lost. You lost. To me, they made such a big deal about backward compatibility. And they said it's going to be so easy to implement. And the only thing we're waiting on is the third-party guy to get his act in gear and give us the waiver. And all we got to do at Xbox Central is press a button and poof, your game's backward compatible. They said that over and over and over again, pressing these third-party companies. Give us your source code or whatever. Let us work with you. We want you to be on our inclusive list. But to not have your own first-party games is a big disappointment. I mean, I, and it I was, takes any momentum out of it and kills it. For I was me, surprised that I don't care anymore. There was no Forza, no Crackdown. I mean, it might. Th- what, are, what are some other Microsoft first-party games? I can't. Um, Project Gotham Racing. <laughs> I'm in for 360. <laughs> that was for 360. Oh, it was? I'm okay. I'm on my shelf over here. Uh, yeah, Project Gotham Racing. Forza Horizon, you mentioned Forza. 
There's a lot of great games out there. Any of the Forza games. Um, I don't know if I have any other ones here. Yeah, PGR 3 next to Max Payne. Okay. Any of the Halos. Mech Assault. Bring that out of the mothballs. Let's make another yeah. Mech Assault. Perfect Dark Zero. Anyways. Um, yeah, the moment... I was never... I didn't care about it when it came out. If I want to play Xbox 360 games, I will turn on my Xbox 360, which is sitting two feet to the right of my Xbox One. Well, this was supposed to be the thing that made... A lot of people jumped from 360 to 1 because they were supposed to be able to play their games. This was just a missed opportunity. This was, to me, an abysmal failure on their part for this. And I think that people will slowly care a little bit. But I can tell you that, you know, people will go back and play the old games. Oh, we really need Red Dead Redemption. We got to have it. Well, if it was so great, why'd you keep playing it? Why? But let's say it magically appears. That's going to be hot for about a week or two. Oh, they don't make games like they used to. All right, dude, see you later. I'm playing Halo 5. I saw a lot of people on forums saying, calm down. This is just an initial list. Um, that, there's yeah, going to be the more in defender, December. The true defenders. And I'm like, like, initial list? An initial list is like 10 to 15. Yes. Like the ones that were available in the preview program. The initial, that would, to me, I would be like, that's an that's an initial list. When it's a hundred games, that's yeah. And I wonder, that's I, not an initial list. That is a list. I wonder what the total amount of Xbox Three. There has to be over a thousand Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty games. Like I wonder, is this like five percent of every Xbox game ever? Is it ten percent? I don't know. But you want to lead with you want to lead the, with your foot forward. And what I hope they don't do, and I'm nervous about this. I was thinking about this the other night. I hope they don't somehow tie it into games for gold. It is. Every 360 game now will be backwards compatible. No, but what I'm saying is I hope they don't say, hey, your games for gold is going to be these two shitty independent games that no one cares about, and we're now going to unlock Halo 3. Like, I hope that's not like... Oh, okay. So, so the, that's like the big hype. Ooh, what's it going to be at the end of the month? Oh my god, the original Halo 2 so is So instead that? of what's the new free game... It's... I think they're still going to give you the free games, but I feel like I, I just... I have this sinking feeling that it's going to be some monthly thing. Because they're getting clobbered. Every month they do an... They do, here's the PlayStation games, here's the Xbox games. Xbox gets shit on so hard every month. Well, it is, a little, it is a little unfair because PlayStation has four... Three and, the, and the Vita, and then all the it almost seems like there's another version because of all the crossplay. I'm crap. not talking qual. I'm not talking quantity. I'm talking quality. Quality of games. But I agree. Yes, they, there's more to choose from. So obviously you're going to get more on the PlayStation side. Fine. However, um, and and you know you think about that for a second. That's called crossplay, right? PlayStation's already been doing this for a very long time. Wii U is, has the backward compatibility since launch. So this Xbox thing isn't even that great. They're not even implementing it in a way that PlayStation does. PlayStation, you have whatever console you're on, you're on your Vita, you're on your 3, you're on your 4, it goes to the cloud, you pull it down, it goes up to the cloud, you can play For the more. indie games. For a lot of games. A lot of games have cross-play. But why don't... Why is Xbox struggling with this? To t you want to lead with your best foot forward. You want your games on there. Now, I will never play Project Gotham Racing 3 ever again. Okay, I never will. It wasn't that great of a game. But if I wanted to, I can. So, missed opportunity. And it's, it's really unfortunate because every time I feel like... That was the big thing at E3. Everybody was saying yes. they won E3 they won because E3. of backwards compatibility. Did you win E3 now, bitches? Yeah, and then here's the list and it's like... I look at it, I look at it, I go back in time, I think about what was a while ago, and it is very frustrating to me. Um, I, I feel like, as owning both consoles now, 
Not truly. I mean, I'm still a PlayStation guy at heart. Owning both consoles, I care a lot. I, I, I've invested much more in the Microsoft world. Two minutes. I can tell you that this was a major letdown. This was a major letdown. Every time Microsoft has an opportunity to do something badass, they blow it. And this, to me, was a blown yeah, opportunity. Yeah, it sucks that they blew it again. Well, that's about all the memory that's I have on my memory card. Memory, and we've said everything. So when we get together, your homework is... I need a list of the games that came out this year, which you would think are honorable mentions for Game of the Year, and then we can decide on what it is. I already know what the Game of the Year is. I'm not going to tell you now, but I I guarantee you my Game of the Year and my honorable mention, my number two Game of the Year, are going to be highly controversial. <laughs> right. I see down votes aplenty. Bring them. I eat your down I, votes. I feel like Rocket League's going to be on that list because you made me play it today, and I was like, what It was the hell? on when you came over. All right. All right. Well, that's all, folks. Thank you for listening to BK's Bullets. Thank you for watching Jim's YouTube channel. Yes. And uh, we'll do this again soon. We'll check you out soon. Uh, links will be in the show notes. We'll YouTube.com slash Viper Magic. We'll do links in ComicTimingPodcast.net. You can find us over there on Facebook as well, Comic Timing Podcast. Give us a like, everybody. I like, I like, I, I like every single post. Even Thank if you I don't so much. It. You're the best. You're the best. Adios. Adios.